0: letting go of the I've got to have it or else I really had surrendered to the point where well if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and I was prepared to lose the business and this is a business I had built 14 years ago something will will work out because it's that stress that in this energy of lack Mm -hmm. and lack does not bring abundance Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here.
1: We're your hosts, Karen from the States
0: and Eleni from Australia.
1: We've had heartfelt conversations as Soul Sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you and to inspire you to connect to your truest
0: essence which resides deep within your soul there'll be tears there'll be laughter
1: and there'll be no holding back so sit back relax and let's get real about the things that truly matter hello and welcome to today's episode we are going to be talking about next level law of attraction in other words surrendering trusting and allowing Whatever it is in your life to happen. And then it's beyond visualizing, really. And then allowing yourself to bring it in and how that happened in our lives and how you can also make it happen in your life. So, Eleni, I would love to know from you because let's just have a conversation about it. What in your life have you manifested or what has come to fruition in your life by surrendering, trusting, allowing, and then attracting it in? and seeing it happen. Hey, I'm so excited about this topic because I love
0: manifesting. I really, really love it. I love how quickly it appears these days. And it feels like the more that I'm in flow, the more the time gap between when I desire something and when it shows up closes in and gets a lot shorter. So the more that we're not in flow, the longer that it takes. So one of the things that I want to talk about is really one of my biggest dreams, which was to live by the ocean. So I have always had this dream that when I am financially free, you know, and I was envisaging when I'm like well over 60, 65 years old, and um, I've got this beautiful ocean front property. Little did I know that I would bring that in way, way sooner. And that's really because of, first of all, getting out of our own way. And that's the first, really the first step. So I'll just take you back into how that happened. Um, So I was living in Melbourne, in suburban Melbourne, in a large house which also catered for my business. And um, the house had become quite um, high maintenance. I had separated from my husband. He used to take care of the pool and everything. (laughs) And I had separated from him. And then all of a sudden, I found myself having to take care of all the things that he used to take care of, the garden, the pool, all the rest of it. I had my business in there. And so because we had created a separate entrance, a Zen garden, um, soundproof walls, a waiting room, four consulting rooms, I thought where else am I going to have this um, set up for my clients and a separate part of the house. So we had two separate entrances the house was actually, and even that was manifested because that came before my business. So that was a corner house. If you can imagine, the personal entrance was on one street and the client entrance was on another street. So it made it really perfect in terms of having my hypnotherapy business there, having staff there, having a large team, and it all worked perfectly. So what kept me st- there after I had separated and it started to become very stressful was the belief that I wasn't going to find anything like it. Like where else am I going to find anything like it? When I had tried to look around properties in the area to see how much it would cost to rent a premise like this, it was going to cost me something like a hundred thousand dollars a year just to rent um The amount of rooms that I wanted and the waiting room, and then it wouldn 't even look as beautiful and pretty as I wanted it to look for our clients and so you know I had renovated it so that it was just perfect for the business, and so I was like, well what 's going to happen to my business because my business is what pays my bills. Where am I going to go? How am I going to leave this property? Can I sell it? What would I find instead and It's interesting that um, when I finally decided to sell it, it was directly after my spiritual awakening, when it came to me that anything that we fear is just a construct of our mind. Like it just isn't real. It's just something we make up. Like, And the story that I made up was, I can't leave this property because my business is in it and I'm never going to find anything like this anywhere else. And I'm not going to be able to afford premises that are, you know, this perfect for my clientele. So if I sell this property, then, um, you know, I'm stuck. I'm not going to be able to earn any money. And then the other story I told myself, there's so many stories. The other story I told myself was this is a really good piece of land, like a big block of land in a um, good suburb. And this is what I'm going to leave for my son. And this is the only asset that I've got after all these years. And it was all these stories about fear, like selling the property was going to be so hard because how could I replace it? And after I had my spiritual awakening, I um, had this immediate, immediate realization that it was just a story. And of course, I could bring forth anything I wanted to. And so I immediately put it up for sale. When it finally sold and this is the thing before and I had the belief so that's the other thing when we get rid of our fears just have the belief that everything will work out but I don't know how I don't know how it's going to work out like I didn't work it out analytically I didn't find another property to put my business in I just knew that somehow the universe was going to arrange it in the background but I had no idea how and when I meditated on it and prayed for it and went around to each room and actually thanked it so i basically went to each room with sage and went to each room and it's a huge house and i was like thank you for giving me this in this room because i used to have a lot of parties in there so thank you for giving me this memory in this room thank you for giving me this memory it's time for you to go it's time for you to have a nice family come in who are going to love you and take care of you and honour you the way you need to be honoured, not the way that I'm now taking care of you. And so the next step, Karen, was to visualise the family coming in. So I never did that before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was stuck in that fear, it was like, it's all about me. But I made it about the house, like, like it's a consciousness and I made it about the next family coming in, not just me getting rid of the house and bad luck for the people that got it, but the new family's coming in and they're going to love it and they're going to take care of it and they're going to enjoy the pool because we've got no need for the pool anymore. And they're going to they're gonna have a lot of parties and get-togethers and memories just like I had. So just visualising people coming in, living in the house, taking care of the house
1: yep. and then... Yeah, I just want to say, you know, what I really love about that is that it's the focusing out and anytime, and we've learned this, right? When we focus in, we get nervous. Like when I work with athletes, when we focus in about what are my results, we get nervous. When we focus in, when we're going to speak in, you know, in a conference or whatever, when we're worried about what people think about us, what we're going to say, we get nervous. And when we focus out, just like you and the house, when we focus out, that's when we don't get nervous. That's when we let go of the attachment, right? Because now it's not all about us, it's about focusing out. And that's kind of what I heard you saying is now it's about focusing out on the house and focusing out on someone else's joy, and then that's when you see things happen.
0: Totally. And it's exactly what you just said, Karen, which is, what is the highest good for all? So whenever – so this is another really good point. Whenever we just do something for ourselves, like I just need the money so I can be rid of this house, like it's not going to work out for us to – because the universe doesn't help us in that way. The universe only helps us when we're considering the highest good for all. And so I wanted the family to get the best price possible that they're going to come into. And so I wanted the best thing for the house itself, not just for me, exactly what you said – And so then what happened was when I finally sold it, um, the state that I wanted to move in, which is where my partner Christian comes from, which is another state altogether, I um, decided that I wasn't going to move there unless I was living by the ocean. Like I just did not want to completely move states if I'm just going to live in another suburb. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So it's either the ocean or nothing. Like I wasn't going to compromise. And in order to do that, we would have to rent. And then there's another story that I had been brought up with, which my dad had always taught me, you never pay for somebody else's mortgage. So that was a limiting belief that I had, which is, well, I can only buy. And then I had to really go deep in that story which is why why do I have to buy because because at that point I didn't have the funds to actually buy another property because I would have to consider the where the business was going to be in my original state and what I was going to do for that and so I had to just release that story of fear which is you know
1: we can't pay for somebody else's mortgage well why not if it suits us (laughs) Right. Right. Can I ask a quick question before you move on here? So you had the business in your house and you had the house and you sold the house. Where did your business go?
0: Yes. So what actually happened magically was, and this is where like, I didn't know where the business was going to go because it's like a house to suit the business the way that I had had it set up was going to be very difficult to find. And so I went to a couple of auctions And the house wasn't, the houses I saw weren't fantastic. There was always something wrong with them. And um, every time I got a building inspector to come in to check out the houses, there there was something wrong. So I was like, oh. So I said to the universe, I said, okay, this is what I need from you. I want to be very, very clear what I need from you. I want you to find me a house where I don't have to do anything for it. It's going to be brand new. I don't have to do anything for it. Secondly, I don't want it to be at auction because in the state of Victoria where I come from, everything is auction, especially the areas that I want to buy into. Everything is like people standing on the street and bidding and then you just, you know, likely you're not going to get it unless you outbid everybody. And magically the universe two streets away from my old house, so just two streets away, This property came up. They couldn't put it to auction because the council hadn't approved the title yet. It was brand new. It was low maintenance, which is what I wanted because I didn't want to be taking care of gardens and things like that. It was going to be a business. It was absolutely perfect. Upstairs was going to be the clinic Downstairs, I was gonna have. I had it had a a bedroom and its own ensuite that I could lock up for when I stayed there, and it was absolute perfection. And it came up like, I don't know another house during that time that was that quality that did not have an auction, and yet for this particular one, the council just didn't approve the title in time, and so they they had to sell it, and. The day that I saw it, I gave an offer and I ended up getting it. And it is the most beautiful, brand new. (laughs) So it doesn't have issues, maintenance. It's a townhouse, which means that, you know, there's no huge block. Um, And it's just beautiful. It's absolutely perfection. That that,
1: That is law of attraction at its finest.
0: Yes, but I didn't give you the secret ingredient to how I finally attracted it. And okay. I think this is what we're talking about when we say next level. It's not just about visualizing. It's not just about expecting, believing, and knowing. It's what you said, Karen, when you first introduced this episode, which is surrender, which means letting go of the, oh, I've got to have it or else. I really had surrendered to the point where, well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And I was prepared to lose the business. And this is a business I had built 14 years ago. I had, you know, seven staff. I had, it was a flourishing business. It's what paid my bills. But I really, really did let it go. It was like, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'm not going to starve. I'm not going to be homeless on the street. Something will, will work out. I really did let it go. That's how it came in because I let go of the... Oh, oh, this has to work out, this has to work out. That stress, because it's that stress that yeah. keeps us in this energy of
1: lack. Mm-hmm. And lack yeah. does not bring abundance. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. I have to say, I have a, a similar story to that. And as we as was, I was listening, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that is truth with what I went through also. Because when my son Josh passed away. It was a motorcycle accident and he was hit by a driver that was intoxicated. And we did not know, as I'm writing the book, I didn't even realize the timeline of it, but we did not know that he was being charged with two felonies for almost an entire year after the accident happened. We knew that a man pulled in front of him and he hit, and then it was immediately that he he passed away. So for an entire year, we just thought it was an older gentleman that didn't see and had pulled in front. Well, a year later, we get a call from the DA's office saying we're charging the man with two felonies and that he was over the limit, intoxicated, and it's the state DA. So we're like, it was shocking. But here's the thing. For an entire year after that, we went through court proceedings. In the meantime, there was so there was a criminal case and there was a civil case. And the civil case was with the insurance and how much insurance money now would come because of this accident from the gentleman that was over the limit. And the entire time I started thinking about, as as we were going through, I started thinking about writing this book. But knowing that in order to write a book, I was managing two businesses, both a hypnosis business and my mentoring and certification course, and writing a book could be difficult. And for me, the surrender, trust, and allow for an entire year, as we were working through these court dates, which were very stressful. Every time we got a phone call, there was a hearing. It was like opening up this wound, right? Mm -hmm. And it was so painful. And then they had to do like a, um, a deep dive into the autopsy, and because they wanted to see if Josh, my son, was, uh, had any substances in his body. So they, that took like another three or four months. It was just crazy stuff. And he had only caffeine in his system. But as we were going through, it was waiting for it. And my surrender, trust, and allowance, I remember saying, okay, Josh, you, if, if some money comes in where I can take some time off of some of my businesses and write, then that's what I'm supposed to do for this book, knowing that it was it was going to be a big endeavor. And so I continued to surrender, trust, and allow with the criminal case and the civil case. In the criminal case, he ended up getting off on a, on a misdemeanor, and we got to move through that. And then the civil case came up, and I remember saying, I get to just manifest that there will be enough money that I can take an entire summer off and write. Mm-hmm. and i heard josh say to me you know as as you know we have the communication josh and i and i remember him saying okay mom i'm setting things up and it's all in place for you now you get to write the book and i felt this you know as he, i would hear him say it and i felt him saying it and in the end everything worked out perfectly i also like you was able to be debt free i own my house and in a space of, okay, I still work my businesses, but I was able to take the time from the marketing and the really hitting it hard so that I could write the book. And it was that manifesting, okay, Josh, if you want me to write the book, you get to help me and take care of some of the things that are on my mind that worry me, the fear, the lack, right, the wanting. And it all worked out that there was enough and it was all perfect that I was able to be in the space. And it was like, "All right, take care of it, and it's taken care of.
0: Perfect, And in terms of the book, you know, in case people don't know the book that you're writing Matt, it is about your son, Josh.
1: Yes, it is our journey of how our relationship came to be, and um it's a journey about spirituality and religion and mixing and matching those two, and how it's the same thing. And uh, it's a journey about me and uh, conversations with angels and my connection to spirit now. And then also, you know, even so recently, I'm starting to be able to hear from other souls on the other side for other people. And um, it's really perfect. kind of fun perfect. And me. if you missed episode one
0: of this podcast series, you have to go back and watch it because that is all about the heartache the heartbreak that Karen went through because now you're seeing her on the other side where she's taken her learnings where she's she's um you know reconciled with what's going on in her life and come out thriving but you have you need to see episode 1 so you can really understand the full story of you know what actually happened when Karen lost um her son Josh in the motorbike accident yeah and so that story Karen in terms of surrendering to well whatever will be will be and it's not about giving up it's an absolute expecting believing knowing that you are the co-creator of the universe with the universe knowing it for a sh- you know you just know it's all going to work out but then letting it go so that's the that's the magical balance. Like you know you expect you believe You understand how the universe works, that everything is our creation. Our whole world is our creation. Even the very tiny little things is our creation. But we just let it go. We surrender. We
1: trust. We don't hold on. But when and how? Right. So not being attached to the results. Yes. This is what I'm asking for. And I'm not attached to the results and then letting it go. Absolutely. So that brings me back to, I want to hear about your Place on the ocean that when you shifted through the buying and the renting, now I get to see pictures of it and someday I get to come see you in Australia. Yeah. It's a beautiful place on the ocean. So, how well, did you
0: manage that? Well, it's interesting because at the time that we were ready to move to South Australia, to Adelaide, where we wanted to move to, there was a rental crisis. It was all over the news every single day. It was like the universe was testing me. It was like all these renters who have got perfect rental history, who have got high incomes, they're actually living in hotels because there's no availability, you know. But I just didn't buy that into that fear. I didn't buy into the energy of, oh, there's nowhere for me to live. It was like, fine, that's okay. If Even if, because uh, Christian got a job and he had to move, that's my partner, I, we said, like, if you have to move and i have to stay here we'll make it happen so that's how much i surrendered i was we were like even okay with not living together so he had moved to adelaide and in my mind i had always visualized exactly what i wanted which was so floor to ceiling windows that's what i wanted i didn't want just a little window no road between my home and the ocean. So I didn't want cars going between us. No road at all. I wanted a grassed area because I wanted, I like not just, I really love lying on the grass. I'm not someone who likes lying on the sand. I like walking on the sand, but I don't like lying on the sand. So I wanted a grassed area where I could just lie on the the grass. I wanted an area, because I do love restaurants and cafes. I wanted an area where I could walk everywhere. I didn't want to have a car in my new life. I wanted to be able to walk to the gym, walk to the supermarket, walk to my chiropractor, walk everywhere. So I wanted to be near a location that was close to everything but not crazy busy in terms of noise or anything like that. And it was absolutely – and then I let it go. So I was very, very, very specific in terms of what I wanted and then I was actually prepared – because I had a brand new place in Melbourne where my business was going to be upstairs. And so, I was actually prepared to let it go. If I don't get to Adelaide, I don't get to Adelaide, Christian and I will do a long distance relationship and we'll just work it out. I let it go within about 2 weeks. This property came up. Christian went to the open and there were so many people who were who were there. And he's very good at creating rapport. He managed to get into the lift with the rental agent and um, create fantastic rapport with her. <laughs> he's a hypnotist as well. And um, she liked what he had to say because he was like, because all these people were asking all these questions about the property. Will it fit this kind of bed and will it be this, and will it be that? And he's like, you know what? I don't need to ask you any questions, he said to her. I'm, you know, I'm really to take... I'm I'm really low maintenance and happy to take it as it is. And she was like, "Oh, like I like this guy. He's not giving me any stress." And so she said yes to us, and it couldn't have been more perfect. We are right next to the main road, but we're positioned in a way where we don't hear the noise. So our walls are soundproof, and we're the top level apartment. I, I never wanted anyone on top of us because when I'm doing podcasts like this, I didn't want to hear sounds on the ceiling so we're the top level apartment we're facing the ocean there's no road between us and the ocean there's a huge grassed area even the bathroom is exactly how I want it to be like with all the
1: shelves that I want. Can I ask can you move us to see the ocean by any chance or are you pretty stationary there? Um.
0: Yeah I'm pretty stationary here. Okay so <laughs> but, maybe but I can give can you a
1: picture, picture.
0: Yeah. I'll send out, we'll put a picture in this podcast so people can see. I'll 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 give that to our editor so she can put like it's just perfect. Like it's amazing. And I walk everywhere. I walk to the supermarket, my chiropractor, um, everywhere. So there's because no you don't, I, you don't have a car there, right? I don't have a car here and I don't want a car here. Christian does but I don't want one. So, and there's only one tram in Adelaide and the tram is right outside my door and goes straight to the city. So if I wanted to go to the central business district, which I don't, (laughs) all I would do is catch one tram there and it would be right there. So everything is exactly how I wanted it to be. And that is because I knew exactly what I wanted. I let go of my belief systems around why I couldn't have it. Which is I have to own it? No, I don't have to own it. It's fine. It's like would I be enjoying it anymore if it was my mortgage? No, we still love it. We still wa- we we even see the ocean from our bedroom. So we have a window and a balcony on our bedroom, and as soon as we wake up, the first thing we see is the ocean. We hear the ocean as we go to sleep. We hear the ocean when we wake up. I hear the mo- the ocean when I meditate. It's just like the biggest dream come true without having made it, without being financially, what I would have called years ago, financially
1: independent, without any of that. Yeah. So the other piece of it, and I see this in you is the gratitude piece and, and you being in gratitude about what you had and and you're very forthright about it. But that's another piece. And that's what I've learned also, even through, you know, moving through Josh, my son dying and and is the gratitude piece. So there's the manifesting. And then the gratitude is when you get things of being gracious about what you have, even if you don't get it. Gracious about you wake up in the morning and having the body take care of you, your healthy body, or having a warm bed to sleep in. But I see that in you, and it's, it's really beautiful because everything that you have manifested and gotten, you are gracious for.
0: And I see that in you and that you've been a major inspiration for that for me because the way that I think about it is if Karen can be grateful for her life when she has lost her son in a motorcycle accident, then by geez, I need to be grateful for every single moment in my life because there's absolutely no reason not to be. And yeah, absolutely. So I got got to thank you for that, my love. I got to thank you for that. And I, I do, I'm very, very grateful because you're a massive inspiration to me to be grateful for everything that I have because of the incredible loss that you experienced. If you can stay in gratitude, then we can all stay in gratitude. And, you know, you're right about even the little things like, I have this beautiful, glorious tree that's right outside my balcony. And, oh, I just look at it in gratitude. Like, it's just so glorious. And I'm grateful for it. And I touch it
1: and I hug it. And... (laughs) I, I just have to interrupt you and say this. I love this because I there's something about trees. Like, I love to a tree hugger, right? So I would have never called myself that before. But never. honestly, I'm walking on the golf course in the winter in the snow, I I will find this huge oak tree and hug the tree. And I feel the grounding and the roots. And it really grounds me. And and I'll have this, like, I get to hug a tree right now. And sometimes I'm like, I hope nobody sees me because they don't think I'm crazy. And the other day, Chad said to me, I really appreciate how much you like trees because I'll go by like, look at that beautiful tree. Wow. Look at that tree. I love the way it's shaped. shaped. And so you said that too. I'm like, no wonder why we get each other. Uh, Totally. And you wouldn't
0: believe it. This is how perfect this area is that I live in. They actually have a tree of the month. (laughs) They actually have this award. So sometimes we're driving through a street or walking through a street and there's this placard around it that says the tree of the month. And it's just like my suburb, my council appreciates trees, but they actually award trees.
1: I love it. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, you know, I also wanted to mention that what I've learned from you is the letting go. And it was probably a good two years ago now, we were having a conversation on Clubhouse actually about abundance. And, uh, it was a similar to conversation like this, but you hadn't manifested your apartment yet. And I remember you saying just the letting go piece of it. And I know we, we talked about this a little bit, but the, I already know what's going to happen. Like, I'm not worried about it. I literally put it out there and you were like, I know it's going to happen. And I was like, wow that is really trusting. That's really amazing. And I'm, I've learned to do that also, but it was, that was really big for me. So thank you for putting that out there and teaching me that.
0: Oh, you're most welcome. It's the letting go is it's easier said than done, but it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the more you can do it. So I, and you can do it with everything. As an example. I did it with my son. And so, you know, it's not just about manifesting assets and manifesting a lifestyle. It's manifesting um, what you want for your dearest people in your life. So for me, my son, um, he was in a place where he, he he was alone and single for a very, very, very long time living in his apartment on his own. He had a very solitary lifestyle. And my greatest wish for him was to find someone, to find his person so that he can find happiness, even though he was, he was always saying to me, I'm fine, Mum. I'm fine, I'm happy, I'm happy. Like I just wanted him to share his life with someone else, that he had someone else that he could come home to and say, look, this is what happened today, just a little thing. And I was like really intent about him having this person in his life until I realized that I was attached to that. And so if I'm attached to that, that energy around him prevents him from having it. So I really had to go through a process of letting go and saying, you know what? I have to trust his soul's journey. Like I have to trust that just because I met my, you know, first husband when I was 21 and Peter is 28 and he hasn't met his, like that's his journey. His journey is is to be honoured. It's got to be done his soul's way, not my soul's way. And I really went to a place of let it go, let it go, you know, um, because I was all tied up with, you know, he doesn't go out enough, he doesn't meet enough people, he stays at home, you know, this is no way to live until I just went, let it all go. He will live his life his way. And the moment I did that, Karen, where I really let that go, his life changed. He started to – the first thing he started to do was to, to go running every second day. Like I was praying for him previously to do some exercise, to get out into – because his, his skin had become so white from staying indoors. And so I just wanted him to get outside. And the moment I let it go and it was like, well, if he wants to stay inside, it's his journey. The next thing he tells me is that he's running every second day. Yeah. Next thing
1: – And then he ended up mating. (laughs) Right, right. And here's the thing about that too, is what I've learned is it works the opposite way also. So when we're worried about something or we're thinking of something might happen or negative, we're putting that out there, then that is exactly what we create. So creating our own reality in a way of, you know, the whole fear around, or what if this happens? Or um, worrying about your son, right? Worrying about who, what's going to happen That is also manifesting, unfortunately. And it's manifesting what we don't want instead of manifesting what we want. Exactly. Every single
0: person, every single person right now is manifesting their life. The question is are you manifesting what you want or what you don't want? But wherever your focus goes, that's where the energy flows. So if you're focusing on fear, lack, that's what you're gonna have. If you're focusing on illness, that's what you're gonna have if you're afraid that and this is what happens with a lot of people that go down those rabbit holes and I know it's really healthy to ask questions we need to ask questions about everything that goes on in our life but when you go down a rabbit hole in the rabbit hole of fear and I know, you know the term you know conspiracy theorist but whether you're a conspiracy theorist or a reality theorist or whatever um, if you're still going down a rabbit hole of fear whether that's that rabbit hole holds truth or not it will hold truth it will manifest you know it's like even like you know when I had the um I I, I won't say it because um that will that might ban us so we won't go that conversation so I won't go Absolutely down. What you're talking about. I won't go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Don't say the, the word. Don't say the word. Don't say the word. Don't say the word. So I'm not saying the word, but whatever it is that you fear, whatever it is that you fear, it's going to be created in your life. And so whether it's about your health, whether it's about your um partner, whether it's about where you're living, we have the ability to create whatever we want. The only thing that's blocking us is our belief that we can't get it.
1: Yeah, truth. I want to tell you real quick about what I've manifested recently and I'm so excited about it. So I have had high blood pressure since the birth of my third son, Jaden, who will be 21 this week. Wow. And isn't that exciting? Um, I can't even believe I have a 21-year-old. So anyway, um, he... With all of my babies, I had high blood pressure. I had what we call toxemia and induced and it's hereditary. It's a family thing. I am healthy. I eat healthy. I exercise daily. There's no reason I should have high blood pressure. But it's always borderline, but borderline high, like one forty-five over ninety-eight ish. So not not good. And I've been to acupuncturists and doctors. I would take supplements. And finally, I went to the doctor and the doctor doctor's like, you are playing with some fire here. You need to go on medication. And I was like, I don't want to do the medication for the rest of my life. So I went on it for a little while. It didn't make a significant change because I said I wanted to do a half dose, tried a little more. I was like, I'm not doing this. I, I get to figure this out. I'm manifesting. And honestly, it doesn't happen right away. And that is the point I want to make here is I manifested for 10 years to have normal blood pressure. I would do self-hypnosis. I would play with with controls in my mind. I would say, I get to be healthy. I know that's what my body wants to do. I feel healthy. My blood pressure is normal. And I would manifest it. And you know what? These last two weeks, because I, I take my blood pressure every now and then just to check it. Sometimes I don't worry about it, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to check it and see. Totally normal levels of my blood pressure for like nice. two weeks now straight. And I know it's because I manifested that I get to have a healthy body with healthy blood pressure and not be on medication.
0: Congratulations. Well done. But it does manifest really quickly when you're in flow. Like when you really do unravel and unpick all your belief systems that are holding you back, like I'll give you an example and it can be the littlest thing. When I went to Melbourne recently, I forgot to take my massage ball, which is, I need it because I get like glute issues, and so, and I just went, oh, damn! I forgot to bring my massage ball that day. I went for a walk, and on the road (laughs) was a massage ball, and I picked it up, and I just went, universe, you're hysterical! (laughs) Like I didn't have to go to the shop for it; it just was there on the road, and I picked it up yesterday I'll give you another example just yesterday I woke up and I had this desire I haven't had licorice for a long time and I'm like oh you know what I really would love some licorice today and then I forgot about it I didn't even think about going to the shop and then as we're going for our walk in the afternoon with Christian um he just said to me hey do you want to stop at the whole food shop there and get something and I went because that's where they have the like organic licorice which is what I was thinking about And I went, yeah, and there it was. Like I didn't even think about it again. It was Christian who said, and he didn't know I had this thought about licorice, and then I was buying licorice. It was right in front of me. So that's how quickly things manifest when you're in flow. Like they just come the same day when you let go of your stories, when you let go of your fears, when you let go of your beliefs. But you really have to be really real and look at yourself. What am I really believing about this?
1: Yeah. And that's true. You know, with my blood pressure, it was always worried about it and what happens if, right? And when I finally let it go and I was like, not taking medication, I'm letting it go. My body gets to be healthy. That's when I manifested it. So is that, and and that's the point I wanted to make too, as we finish out here is the story in our head. And it's the story in our head that we create that then manifests our life. Like you said, everything in our life is because we've manifested it. So we can have a story in our head about something that's going to happen, or we can have a different story in our head. And so, which story are you telling yourself? Because that's the story that you've already written.
0: Perfect. I
1: love it. We gave so many gems in this episode. I would suggest,
0: guys, that if you're listening to this, That you actually listen to it again, that you share it with your friends, because that's the world we wanna live in, right? We wanna live in this world where, you know, that it's easy. It doesn't have to be hard work. It can be easy if we just believe that it is so. So, all right, bye.
1: Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence and choose love. We'll see you next time.